Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Awesome. Good morning, church. So glad to be with you guys this morning. I just got to put my timer on. Um, So glad to be with you this morning. We didn't get an opportunity to have a holiday last year, so we were away for the last four Sundays. And so refreshed, so empowered because we got a chance to spend time actually more time with God and to feel rejuvenated and just feel like so clothed in his spirit, ready to face 2022. Amen. So look at the person next to you this morning and say, are you ready to launch into 2022? (laughs) As we begin to launch into 2022, there's a lot of us who write down resolutions, goals, and expectation, right? But one of the most important resolution, there's, there's but one resolution, I think, that is of the utmost importance. And none of us wake, us, uh, wake up one morning and say, whoa, I have an incredible marriage. Whoa, I have the most amazing children. Whoa, I have an incredible ministry. Whoa, I f- feel so spiritually strong that I can take on my giants. Whoa, I have an incredible prayer ministry. Whoa, I feel so pure. I don't know how that happens. None of this stuff happens spontaneously. If any of this were to happen, you and I need to pre-decide. You and I need to pre-decide in all of the resolutions. But one thing that is of the highest and, you know, first priority is our connection with God going into 2022. You and I need to pre-decide our connection with God. This morning, I want to ask the question, is our connection with God strong? Is our connection with God strong? Or is it, you know, is it lagging? Or is it busy? Or is it disconnected? Let me tell you our ongoing pursuit of Jesus and our connection to Jesus is the lifeline to any other goals that you can write down. Because Jesus is our lifeline. Amen. Just the other day, I thought about how much trust and reliance we give our small, plug-it-in, know-it-alls, right? Uh, I mean, it's crazy. You can have the most expensive, the most fanciest phone, but guess what? If it's not plugged into a tower, it's no good. It's not effective. It's not significant, right? But if we stay connected to Jesus with the same unmatched enthusiasm, the same dedication, the same reliance, guess what? You and I are going to have an extraordinary 2022. Amen? I'm telling you, He's the superpower tower of them all. And if you and I are hooked up to Him, let me give you some truths about this power, uh, power called Jesus. Jesus, the person, his connection is always reliable, unlike Telstra or Vodafone. Just kidding. That's the strong tower that is never subject to error. The one 
that can break down or become obsolete. The one source can never be hacked, breached, or compromised. The highly functional, trustworthy, super intelligent, miraculous, omniscient kind of connection that can conclusively never fail. Who does not want to be hooked up to such a power tower? Amen? But guess what? You and I need to pre-decide to connect to Jesus. And as you turn with me to John chapter 15, and if you don't have your, if you have your devices, please grab them out and please turn to John chapter 15, and let's hope it's connected to the tower. If not, you got sheets of paper of today's text this morning on your chairs. As you turn to John chapter 15, I'd like to give you some background context to this chapter. The Sunday before, You know, Jesus rode into Jerusalem and the people on the road were shouting, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And during that week on a Thursday, you know, Jesus goes into the upper room with his disciples and partakes on the Passover feast, right? And this is known as the Last Supper. You and I call it the Last Supper. And during this meal, Jesus gets up off the table and starts to wash the disciples' feet. He was showing them an example to follow. They are to be servants just as he has come to be a servant. You know, during the Last Supper, he says that one of you will betray me. And during uh, uh, the same sort of storyline, he starts to predict Peter's denial. At this stage, the disciples were clearly troubled. They're thinking, what on earth is happening? Jesus, knowing his timetable, he says to the disciples, I am going to send you a helper. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. And then finally, Jesus gets up off the table. And as he gets ready to leave and go into the garden of Gethsemane to pray, just there, just then, he has a farewell conversation with his disciples. And he wanted to relay some hard truths. And this object lesson he used, I don't know if he was overlooking a vineyard or he was right next to a vineyard, but he uses an object lesson that we're going to look into this morning. And that's where we begin. So if you've got your Bibles, John chapter 15, verse 1, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Let's stop there for a moment. When Jesus said that his father is the vine dresser, he was saying that Jesus is never autonomous, but he's not independent, but rather he's in total union and connection to the father. Jesus was showing us that he is a primary example what it means to be connected to the father. When Jesus emphasized that he was the true vine, you know, when you look up the word true, he It means genuine, authentic, complete, in contrast to something partial and false. You see, when you do a background research to this story, you realize that the children of Israel were meant to be a vine planted of God bearing fruit. But guess what? Israel had a habit of abandoning the Lord. So Jesus claiming to be the true vine replaces Israel as the perfect vine. Vine, And he, and now God is going to intend uh, to achieve his results through Jesus. Amen. True vine also insinuates and wants us 
that there are false vines out there, correct? I mean, so the question we need to ask ourselves this morning is, are we hooked up and connected to the real thing? Or have we developed a false attachment to imitation vines? Vines of religion, vines of theology, vines of philosophy, meaning people who make up their own rules about God and seek their own brand of truth. We have to be careful, guys. Going into 2022, who are we connected to and what are we connected to? Verse 2, every branch in me, everyone say in me. In me means connection. We're talking about people who are believers, people who are you and I, who are connected to the vine, who are connected to the one who knows us best. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. That's interesting, right? Takes away. There's a twofold meaning here, he takes away. First of all, when you look it up in the Greek, to take away, it means to uproot and prop the um, uh, plant up so it can bear fruit. But the second meaning, when he says he takes it away, it means that he takes it away. If you remember the parable of the talents, when the master was going away, he entrusted to his servants five, to one he gave five talents, the other one he gave two, and the other one he gave one. But guess what? When the master returned, you know, he realized the person he entrusted the one talent to did not multiply it. He takes it away and gives it to the one that has multiplied. Interesting, right? So, and every branch that does not, uh, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Let me tell you, as Christians, we're called to bear fruit. But when we bear fruit, you can be assured you'll go through a pruning process because he wants your fruit to be sweet. He wants your fruit to be good and representing the Father. And guess what? I reckon one way of pruning is discipline. No one loves discipline, but everyone has to go through it. Let me show you Hebrews 12, chapter 8 through to 11. It says, but if you don't experience discipline, which happens to all children, then you are illegitimate and not real sons and daughters. What's more, we had human parents who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirit and live? Our human parents disciplined us for a while as it seemed best to them, but God does it for our benefit so that we can share in His holiness. No discipline is fun while it lasts, but it seems painful at the time. Later, however, it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. How amazing is that? I believe another way of pruning is found in James, uh, James chapter 1, where it says, count it all joy <laughs> when you face various, various kind of trials, meaning various kind of pruning, because your patience is tested. Amen. Your, patient your faith is tested, but your patience has a chance to grow. Let's continue to read. I'm going somewhere. Verse 3, you are cleaned, meaning you are pruned because of the words which I have spoken to you. Walk into 2022 knowing that you are clean because you are abiding in the Father and His words are abiding in you. He's washing every wrong mindset, every wrongful thought that is planted by the enemy to take you out in 2022. 
Verse 4, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Let me tell you, when you look up the word abide, it's not just connection. It has to do with our dependence and our continuance with Christ. Amen? Verse 5, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you cannot do anything. Let me tell you, going into 22 with your jobs, with your children, with your marriage, with your spouse, with your family, you cannot do anything without him. This is Jesus telling us how it is. This is the truth right here. He needed to let us know that he's on the throne. He needed to remind us that he's divine and he's our source and he's the way that leads our path into righteousness. So then when uh, Paul says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is Paul contradicting Jesus? No, they're both true. Jesus was saying in John chapter 15, I can do nothing without Christ. And Paul is saying, I can do all things through Christ. Amen. If we're wondering why sometimes our lives are not like the people in the New Testament, especially Peter, when you read Acts 3, 6, he he heals the lame beggar. He says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, rest in up and walk. That kind of power comes from our connection with Jesus. Amen. So, you know, verse five was literally saying to us, abide in me and I in you, and then you will see cities transformed. You will see relationships restored. You will see God make your pathway straight. Amen. You might say to me this morning, Christine, that's great. But the Christian life is exhausting. I've got to uh, uh, forgive 70 times 7. I've got to turn the other cheek. Um, uh, I, uh, I shouldn't get offended. I've got to serve Jesus. I get that. Let me tell you, I'm the first one to raise up my hand and say, I haven't got this down pack. I've got to continually abide in Jesus in order to forgive and to let go every minute, every second when I see the wheels spinning and the enemies uh, trying to bring distraction and disruption. I have to know in whom I'm connected to. Because we cannot do it in our own strength. Let me tell you, it will only work momentarily. But I, I was even learning that this weekend and this morning, that if I try to forgive my family, my friends, my leaders in my own strength, I will fall short. He said, abide in me and I in you and I will produce the fruit. Let me show you what I mean. Galatians 5, 22 to 23, in the light and context of John chapter 15, Jesus tells us that he's going to send a helper, right? He tells his disciples, leading up to John 15, he says, I am going to send you a helper. That same helper is available to you and I this morning. And this helper's job role or job description is to produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. 
these are the fruits that the Holy Spirit is wanting to produce in you. It's not for us to produce those fruits. All is required of us is to abide in Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is going to produce these fruits in you and I. Amen? If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and he's withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Now, this is such a hectic verse. I actually had to have a discussion with my husband regarding this verse. I'm telling you, the Bible is full of ambiguity because that's why it's so relevant for today. This verse right here has two meanings. The very first meaning, it's talking to the believer. He's saying, he's not talking about your salvation. He's talking about your works will be tested. Have a read of 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through to 15. He says, your works will go through a purification in the fire. But then the second meaning that's coming out of this is that he's talking to the person that's not connected to Jesus, not connected to the vine. He's talking, this is what's going to be their fate. I'm telling you, 2 Peter 3, 9, he's a good God. He says, I wish that none would perish. I wish that none would perish, even though this is the fate. So our mandate is to abide in him and his words to abide in us so we can take this gospel to the ends of the earth and share in the kind of life you and I can live. Amen? Awesome. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. This is not an opinion of a preacher or an opinion of a church. This is the truth right here. Jesus is speaking the truth. He says, if you abide in me and I in you, you will have whatever you desire going into 2022. But here's the tricky question. This verse has two conditions. Uh, the first part of the condition, ha I mean, the first part of the verse, it has an if clause. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, guess what? You, the result is you will have whatever you want. Guess what? When we abide in him and he in us, we no longer ask for selfish things. We no longer ask for our desires. We end up asking his uh, desires. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Verse 8. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Everyone say much. Say it again. I tell you, I don't think we take Jesus' words seriously. When he says much, he means much. I remember hearing at um, Evangelist Boot Camp, we're trusting God for a billion, right? Billion harvest, meaning we're trusting God for many to come to Christ. When he says he's going to produce much fruit, he means much fruit. We need to take Jesus seriously. Fruit is more than a tingle down our spine. It's more than a religious itch we get to scratch on a Sunday. It's something that happens in the context of our own lives, in our marriages, with our children, with our job, with our ministry, with our life. Amen. Here we go. Verse 9. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Notice keep, uh, Jesus keeps saying abide. Stay connected. Amen. Verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I'm telling you, 
Obedience brings such joy to the heart of the Father, but obedience also brings about fruit. Amen? That glorifies the Father. Verse 11, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, that your joy may be full. Say full. <laughs> Church, say full. Do you want joy that is full? Well, let me give you the secret to joy that is full and sustaining. Verse 11 says these things, these things. You know, at the end of the verse, it says your joy may be full. But how do you get your joy to be full with these things? What things? Things that are mentioned in chapter 15 where it says, I abide in you, you abide in me, allow me to prune you and you bear much fruit. You love me, I love you. And guess what? In fulfilling it, your joy is going to expand. When you chase after my realm and the things of the kingdom, your joy begins to enlarge and be full and sustaining rather pursuing the things of this world. Let's jump down to verse 15. No longer I call you servants, for servants does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Jesus clearly revealed the Father's plan to his disciples. He opened up his mind and led the disciples into his life and let them know about his you know, his death, his burial, his resurrection, he was clearly showing proof to his disciples that I'm your friend, guys. I'm your friend. He's giving them a clear proof of his friendship. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear much fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Amen? The Bible says on the third day he rose again from the dead. With all power in his hand, he said, I am he that was dead and alive forevermore. You see, what makes us so different from any other organization and any other club is that we are spirit-filled, spirit-filled, <laughs> blood-washed, but a born-again bunch of believers that is advancing the kingdom of God with the power in our hands. Amen? And the only way we're going to continue to bear fruit into 2022 is it is if we pre-decide to stay connected, if we pre-decide to pursue his presence, if we pre-decide to follow the person who has called us by name, if we pre-decide to get to know the one that is seated on the throne and high and lifted up, amen? Meaning our connection cannot be based on a one-time touch on a Sunday or what our parents have taught us. You and I have to have our own connection with Jesus. What comes to mind is the 10 foolish virgins who wanted to borrow oil from the 10 wise. Let me tell you, we cannot borrow somebody else's anointing. We cannot borrow somebody else's connection. We cannot borrow somebody else's revelation. You and I have to have our own connection, revelation and connection with the Father. Amen. I love when Paul said in 2 Timothy 1.12, Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. I know in whom I believe. I want to declare this morning, church, if, if the enemy has dislodged you, I need you to hear me out. We need to know in whom we believe. We need to know in whom we believe. Paul says, 
None of the things that the enemy had thrown in me moved me. Why? Because he knew the art of connecting to the Father. He changed cities. He, ch- he flipped cities upside down because of his connection to the Father. Today, you know, we may get swayed by culture and opinions rather than, you know, what Jesus has declared. Let me tell you that the Word of God does not ad- adapt to culture and opinions. <laughs> the Word of God... defines culture and opinions. I mean, it's hard to ignore the disasters we're all facing, the health crisis, the economical crisis, the political crisis, but let's not be afraid going into 2022. Stand up, have a revelation and declare, I know in whom I have placed my belief in. Amen? This is not the time to run into the caves like Elisha did. This is not the time to ration what we have. This is the time to declare in whom we believe. You know, it's time to declare to the world around us, I know the power of his resurrection. I know the power of his birth that changed uh, the times through the ages. I know in whom I believe. He cleansed me. He washed me. He restored me. And let me tell you, your testimony is powerful. He says that you can overcome anything by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. When Satan tries to attack you with a lie and sell you a lie, I don't know who needs to hear this this morning, but I'm here to tell you that Jesus has stripped Satan of his authority. But you and I need to get a revelation of in whom you have placed your trust in. Because once you do that, you can take on the shield of faith and quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. Amen. It's time to get connected. It's time to have revelation. It's time to remind yourself and remind the enemy who you're connected to, how he's changed you, how he's, uh, you know, restored you and how he's brought you to this place. Amen. In this season, you know, I've been talking to a few people and some people have been taken out because they've you know, being tossed by every wind of doctrine, everything that has come their way, and they did not stay connected to Jesus. Let me say, nothing's going to stand in these last days. Not our opinions, not our good gestures, because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's nothing else to it, full stop. Jesus says, I am going to show my church, my bride, how to bear fruit in the midst of opinions and in the midst of good gestures. My word is going to prevail. Amen. And all we have to do is stay connected because he says, let me tell you, when you make a decision to stay connected, the enemy is going to throw things at you to distract you. But in the middle of distraction, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of everything you're going through, I am going to show you how to bear much fruit. Amen. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. I love how the apostles said you have been grafted in. I mean, I'm not a green thumb like Wendy, but let me explain to you what it means to be grafted in. Grafted in means you take the vine, you make a wound or a cut in the vine, and the branch is inserted. And then eventually they become one. 
And what flows from the vine flows into the branch. Let me tell you right now, you and I, it says in the Word of God that we have been grafted in through the blood of Jesus Christ. There was a cut made. There was a bruise made on Jesus. You and I have been grafted into the promises of God. You and I have been grafted in to an inheritance. You and I have been grafted into everything that is heavenly and righteous. Talk about grace. That's grace right there. You and I are an heir of Christ. Amen. You and I have an inheritance. You see, when the disciple, uh, uh, disciples asked Jesus, how should we pray? He said, pray this way. Our Father. You know why he said that? He says that when you say our Father, because he's your Father, he's my Father. And when you pray uh, and say our Father, he's going to see me in you. Amen. It's incredible. You have been grafted into the promises. He said you have been bought by the blood. You've been cleansed and you've been clothed with righteousness. And this morning you need to remind the devil that you have eternal life. You don't wish you have it. You don't have to wait till you die to know you have it. You have eternal life right now. Jesus says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Stay connected. There's nothing greater than that. There's nothing more spiritual about it. Jesus is saying this morning, I'm your source. I'm your healer. I'm your provider. I'm your deliverer. I'm the one who sets your destiny in place. You see, Jesus was preparing his disciples to stand against all the tests and all the opposition that may come his way. I'm telling you, knowing who we are connected to is very, 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 very important. Let me tell you, if we're connected to bitterness, our fruit will be anger and unforgiveness. If we're connected to lust, our fruit will be adultery. If I get burnt out, it's no one else's issue. It's because I stop connecting with Jesus. When I'm exhausted and I'm losing the plot with my husband or my children or my friends or my leaders, it's because I ha haven't continued to stay connected to Jesus. Sometimes we drink a cup full of his presence like we did this morning and we think it's enough to last the entire week. Let me tell you, we leak. We leak. We leak every moment, every single day with the words that people throw at us and the things Things that may come, we leak, and we need to continually encounter and refuel His presence. Stay connected to, I believe going into 2022, we need to stay connected to His presence, stay connected to the vine, stay connected to, the, uh, stay connected to Jesus. In 2022, draw a line in the stand. I'm saying I'm going to pre-decide to connect to the one that has my whole life in His hands. Oh, make him your source. Make this your dream. Make this your number one purpose going into 2022. Psalms 91 says that those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest. Live, it's talking about long term. You don't go in and out of his presence. You continually live in that place of rest. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He's asking you, they that wait, what does it mean to wait? Wait means patiently allow yourself to stay in that connectivity and then he will restore you and refresh you. 
The woman with the issue of blood, she knew she had to make a connection with the vine. Because when she did, guess what happened? What flowed from the vine flowed into the branch and it brought about healing in her life. What are you connected to? Who are you connected to? Ask yourself that question. And if you want to know the answer, look at the source. Look at the person. Look at the place. Look at the thing. And you will find your answer. Uh, You know, when we gave our life to Christ, there were things that automatically fell away. But then there are some things you need to disconnect from, dislodge from. Because if you want uh, the anointing uh, of the Lord, uh, your connection with the Father flowing into your marriage, flowing into your kids, flowing into your business, flowing into your life, you need to stay connected. You see, we always preach on the God of the multiplication. What about God of the subtraction? What about when God prunes us? When, what about when God purges us? What about when God strips us back and we feel like we're hidden and we are a nobody? All I can say is stay the part. Stay intertwined. Don't be afraid of the pruning process. It's temporary because when you come out on the other side, oh, the world better watch out. You're going to be a fiery witness for King Jesus. You're going to transform cities. You're going to transform lives. Amen. Let me tell you this morning, what he stripped yesterday, don't bring it to your today. Some of us, we, you know, Jesus has stripped it off and we're trying to take duct tape and just attach it back because we thought that God gave it to us. Yes, he may have given us, but what he pruned in one season, don't take it to your next season. Amen? Amen. Let me tell you, verse 15, we're getting, uh, we're coming to a close soon, but verse 15 The King James Version uses a henceforth. He said to his disciple, listen here, there's going to be a time of testing and pruning and stripping away. But let me tell you, if you stay the path, if you allow yourself to be pruned, there's coming a time called henceforth, just around the corner. I believe going into 2022, some of you have gone through the worst. Some of you have gone through a pruning process. Some of you have gone through far more than I can imagine. But if you stay the course, if you stay connected to Jesus, there's a henceforth coming in your marriage. There's a henceforth coming with your children. There's a henceforth coming with your relationship. There's a henceforth coming in your ministry. Amen? Jesus said to John, the disciple, after this, because of his testimony, they're going to persecute you. But on the Isle of Patmos, I'll show you after this. You will see something that no man has ever seen. You will hear my voice like you've never heard before. He said to Stephen, when they're stoning you, just continue to stay connected to the vine. While they throw stones at you, you'll be hidden in my glory. Stay connected. Don't let the lies of the enemy and the discouragement dislodge you from the things of God and the things of the kingdom. Jesus was giving the disciples a crash course on how to win every time. But this, is, this also applies to you and I. He says it, it's not complicated, but it's going to cost you. If you allow yourself to rest in me and allow yourself to go through a pruning process, you will bear much fruit. Amen. See, we cannot bear fruit unless we are rooted and we're planted. 
Sometimes we wonder why we're up and down and in and out. I believe it's because we're not planted. And some of us, maybe we don't know how to come under authority. Some of us, maybe we're looking for the perfect church or perfect leaders. But let me tell you right now, you're not going to find it. You're not going to find the perfect church. You're not going to find the perfect leaders. You're not going to find the perfect people. Just find a church that God has called you to. Plug yourself in it and watch God flourish you. Psalms 92, 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And finally, I want to leave you with this statement I heard from Joseph Prince, actually. He says, without him, we cannot. And without us, he will not. What does it mean? Without him, we cannot. What it simply means that we need to recognize that without Jesus, there can be no real, long-lasting, abiding success. Psalms 127, one says, the Bible tells us that unless the Lord builds his house, We labor in vain. And finally, without us, he will not. What it means is that Jesus is a gentleman. He will not force his connection with you. He will not just barge in and say, I want to connect with you. He says, I need you to invite me in. I need you to open the door. So like he's saying this morning, I feel like there's a call going out. And I'm going to ask my husband to come up. And he's saying, you know, if you want connection and if you want real lasting success, you need to be connected to the vine. You need to be connected to me. And so if you want to be connected to Jesus, I want to give you an invitation to be connected to the one that sets our destiny in place. Amen. So while all, actually, can we stand to our feet? I literally feel like, literally feel the fire of God just burning within my belly because I believe God is wanting to do something. He's wanting to set something in motion going into 2022. He's wanting us all connected to the ultimate true vine, not imitations, not something partial. He wants us to be connected to the true vine so that we shine bright in these last days. Amen. Wonderful. So if if there could be people in this room hearing a heartfelt message like that, that maybe, I am just, just want to be sure, there might be people that need to make their, for their connection with the Lord for the first time. And uh, we don't want to assume that every single person is already connected or everyone's a believer. You know if you're, you've given your life to Jesus. And so how do you know? You, 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 in your heart of hearts, and you're at rest, and if you're to die, you have absolute peace with God because you know you have eternal life now. You're not hoping, I wonder, if I die, will I, will I be able to come to heaven? Will I, will, will I get into heaven? You, you receive eternal life now. You see, our sin has separated us from God, but Jesus paid the penalty on that cross. It's already consumed the judgment of God against us. Now, so now, so salvation's a gift. Forgiveness is a gift. It's a free gift. And it's saying, yes, I want to give my life back to you. I did that at the age of 19. My eyes became open to understand that it was my sin that put Jesus on the cross. And my God, my creator came down and became a man and died on the cross in my place. It was personal. It wasn't out of, I have to do this. It was out of love that I want to give my life back to you. So if there's anybody in this room that hasn't made peace with God and maybe have not, you've never done this. You've never done this. But you want to do it for the first time. You want to say yes to Jesus. 
and accept Him as your Lord and, and start this love relationship with God. God as your Father. Just slip your hand up right now. There's people that need to pray that prayer. We're going to pray that prayer and you can connect with Jesus. You can make Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you've never done this, but you're ready for it. You want to say yes to Him. It's a beautiful thing. It's a magnificent thing. You have all your sins forgiven. And God gives you this robe of righteousness. He clothes you with righteousness, pure white. It was Jesus' righteousness that He gave to us. An exchange took place on the cross. He took on our filthy rags of unrighteousness so that we could put on His righteousness, holiness, purity. By faith, He gives it to us. Amen. And you have peace with God. So if there's anybody in this room that wants to make peace with God, you want to say yes to Jesus, feel free. You can actually come out the front. I'll be, sitting, I'll be standing here ready to pray with you and help you lead you to Jesus. Amen. And for all of us, I mean, my, my wife poured her heart out. But this is something we are all called to live. You are, if you're a believer, you're connected because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. It's our soul that the enemy tries to distract. And that's why we feel unconnected here. Because our soul can get distracted with the business, business, busyness of this world. Or the sins of this world. It's our soul that separates us. But the connection, you have to spend time with God. You have to spend time with your Father. He's a person and He loves it when you want to spend time with Him. Amen. So can I pray for us all? Father, we just thank You for Your Word. We thank you for Jesus' example when he came from heaven, born into this earth, put on earth suit, put on a, a body, and lived as a man among us. God in the flesh showed us how to live as a son to his Father. And Father, we thank you the same way Jesus was in absolute connection with the Father. We thank you that you have given us the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit, by your Word, by our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that we can stay connected in this fallen world. We know it's possible because Jesus said you, we can. So Father, even if we felt distant in our hearts, right now, with an act of repentance and an act of surrender, God's as close as this is inside of you. So right now, just make that decision. Pre-decide as Christine was speaking about. Pre-decide to say, Lord, I give you my life. Give you my heart. I rededicate my heart. Yes, Lord, I make you Lord. Forgive me for this. I'll stop doing that. I'm wasting time here. I'll let go of this. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's things that you've done. Whatever God's saying to you, just deal with it right now. I can't do it for you. You can do it for yourself. Amen. been listening to the ggc life podcast we hope this message has encouraged you for more please visit our website ggclife.com or email us ggclife at ggclife.com from our house to yours be blessed